today's topic is NFTs, non-fungible tokens. And if you have not heard of this term or don't know what it is, I will give my short attempt at a definition, but please Google it. So a non-fungible token is a digital asset on the blockchain that cannot be duplicated because it is authenticated through the blockchain technology. This can be art, this can be music, this can be whatever. You're just selling that item on the blockchain. So like I said, that is my attempt. Please Google it to get more deets. I want to talk about my history with NFTs, what I'm currently doing and where I am going. So I think I heard the term NFT for the first time in 2020, but it just didn't stand out to me. I had no desire to look into it more. So it kind of like went in one ear and out the other. I didn't think it was stupid. I didn't think it was wrong. I didn't think it was confusing. I just didn't have any desire to get involved. I think it's because I was focusing on <laughs> so much with the pandemic. But then in 2021, as most of us know, Beeple sold his art for millions, almost, I think 70, almost $70 million. And every news platform was talking about it. It was all across social media. And I was like, hmm, I started to pay attention. And in the past, I paid attention to crypto. I always thought that Bitcoin was going to be huge, even though I didn't get involved. I always found it weird when people were saying negative things about it. I was like, this is the future. <laughs> it's going to get very, very well known and very expensive. So because I had caught up so much with my writing and I really wanted to explore my creative, artistic expression, that was what really made me start paying attention more. But I didn't get involved until the latter part of 2021. I saw an article about a black woman in Canada doing NFTs, Lana Danina. And this article was around the time I had just spoken to one of my friends. So during the pandemic, people were staying away from each other. And I hadn't seen one of my friends in a long time. So she said, I'm coming to Vancouver, let's get together. <laughs> So I said, sure. So she came into my house. We ordered food. We talked and talked and talked. She started talking about one of her stories. I talked about my screenplays. She is an artist. She's the one who did the um, logo, Scriptwriter's Multiverse logo. You might have seen it with the two branches and the planet in the middle. She is the one who made that after me just describing it. And she did a fantastic job. It's far surpassed my expectations. And I've actually had her do art for some of my other books. So I love her. <laughs> I value her. I want to work with her. So I told her about the article just for her. 
I wasn't thinking about myself. I was just like, she's been struggling with her feelings about putting her art out there. This will inspire her. And it did. But then I started thinking, you know what? <laughs> Maybe it's time to unpack some of the trauma from my childhood around my drawings and paintings. So not everyone has an amazing mother. I was one of the unfortunate ones who got a horrible mother who gaslit me, who mocked me, harassed me, belittled me, tried to diminish me when it came to my art. I was like four and I was doing like a smiley face, you know, two eyes, a dot for a nose and a smile. And she laughed hysterically, showed it to my other siblings like, oh, look at the nose. It's so small. That's not a nose. Um, and she didn't stop. She did this for years. And to the point where I just was like, you know what? I'm not going to subject myself to abuse. It's not a self-loving act for me to create art if I'm going to have to be subjected to her ridicule. So I just stopped doing the art. And I don't know why she did this. It might have been because my great-grandmother was very artistic. She could look at a picture and she would just sketch it, which was amazing. Oh, I loved her art. I was inspired by her art. And I think that my mother was jealous of my great-grandmother and didn't like that I was idolizing her and trying to be like her. Because my great-grandmother, when she was younger, she was kind of mean, everyone said. But I loved her. She was, to me, a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> and I'm named after her. So we just have that beautiful namesake and that similar warrior type of energy. But anyway, um, I realized that I never really allowed my creativity when it came to painting and drawing and sketching and digital art to really blossom. Because around the time that I started to revisit it again, it was in my teens. And then my sister did the exact same thing. My oldest sister did the exact same thing as my mother. Um, I don't know why. Um, she started harassing me. She deleted all of my digital art from the laptop one day. And I was like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> like, I remember being feeling so alive and feeling so impressed with myself because I was doing all these like more so Hallmark cards at the time. Um, and I was far surpassing what I thought I was capable of. And it was so easy. It was effortless. So... Yeah, I felt like I was in a euphoric meditative state when I was creating. I loved it. And I can never get those back because she deleted all of them. And I just was focused on other things for many, many years. So in 2021, I was like, enough is enough. It's time. So I started very tentatively <laughs> playing around with blending photography with digital artistry and that love, that euphoria, that bliss, that feeling of surpassing what I thought I was capable of came rushing back. I can't even express how amazing I felt and how I continue to feel amazing. And I was like, why would I rob myself of feeling this good. And so, yeah, there were feelings of bitterness, resentment, and anger for being robbed of that from dealing with crazy people. But then also, I realized I had given my power away 
and I'm never doing that again. So I have four projects for my digital art. I'm still growing, I'm still learning, I'm self-taught, and I am still considered brand spanking new. Because <laughs> um, the only thing I've really done between my teens and now was do like posters for um, events I was hosting and like doing thumbnails for YouTube. So I'm, I'm impressed with myself, but there's also so much that I am excited to learn. And hopefully I'll have a hundred more years with longevity research. <laughs> so I'll get even better. That is my hope. So I decided to get into NFTs with my digital art. And like I said, I have four projects. So just this early morning, I finished one of my first collections. It is a 333 Rosie Souls. It's called Rosie Soulfulness, and it's on OpenSea. I started the Rosie Soulfulness collection back in January, January 18th, and I just finished it April 2nd. <laughs> so it took me longer than I thought. I will just read a little snippet of my spiel about this collection. So it's a soulful art collection totaling 333 colorful one of one rosy souls rejoicing on the blockchain. And the reason I created this art was to help us all be reminded of the rosiness in one another. Essentially, the soul sees through the eyes of love. And so it sees each other as rosy. And I want it to remind us to see the rosiness, the goodness in one another so that we can actually live a version of heaven on earth. <laughs> um, and also it will be going towards black home ownership. There are houses where I currently am and three of them are calling to me and I would like to purchase one out of the three. And I would need a down payment in order to do so. So that will, and, and where I'm living is in a spiritualism community, Lilydale, New York. It's the biggest spiritualism community in the world. And I just want to have a, I've always wanted this vision to come to fruition. It is to have a home that has lots of rooms and every person that lives there is essentially a, a little bit of a communal living. You're supporting one another, you're helping one another. Um, it's a safe haven for people to learn and practice their own spiritual beliefs. Um, and the one that I, the house that I'm looking into for here would be primarily focused on spiritualism. But there are a lot of people here who are interfaith. There are people who are a part of unity. There are people that are part of Buddhism. And there are monks coming very soon to bless the space. So that's what I wanted to create always. <laughs> and I wanted to have lots of different nexus spots around the world where essentially a nation within a nation 
would be gathering and people would have freedom. This is not a cult by any stretch of the imagination where it's control, where it's gaslighting people and controlling people. No, we want to live and let live and have appropriate rules so that no one gets trampled upon or tricked into doing and being what they don't want to do or be. So that is what the 333 soul, the rosy soulfulness collection is for. I also want to use this one as a way to collect with, or rather connect with my community. Um, so I'm still figuring it out. <laughs> I only just completed it and I've shilled it a little bit and shilling just means marketing it, talking about it. Basically, it's a shameless plug for your collection when you show your work. Um, so yeah, that's my main intention, to remind people of their rosiness and connect with other do-gooders and form a community and then help with the down payment of a house. And then I have one called the beginning begins i haven't really put a lot of energy into that one that was me more so playing around not being completely sure what i was going to do i just was trying to figure out open sync so it has 20 items but i'm not really working on that one right now it's not completed the completed completed one is the rosy soulfulness i also have a third one on open sea called a shuddering at shook root it's 12 items and it's just some pictures of some trees. I will add more to that later on. Um, so if you go to openc.io forward, forward slash collection forward slash rosy soulfulness, that will show you my collection. If you go to openc.io forward slash scriptwriters multiverse, one word, that will show you all of the three collections. But like I said, the first two are not really completed. Only the rosy soulfulness is. So super excited. I'm going to start marketing it and putting it out there. If you are interested, please check it out. I will put it in the description of this episode. And the only, well, actually, it's not the only other one. I am on Rarible and Mintable because I was just testing them out. There aren't any completed collections on there just yet. The main ones I'm going to be focusing on for the next couple of months are OpenSea and Foundation.app. So I do have one of the first pieces I ever created with the intention of making an NFT. So I have that for sale on foundation and it's just, you know, my first little blueprint for um, a bigger project, which is called Dream Glyphics. Um, but I would be very, very appreciative to whoever found value in the blueprint and wanted to purchase the first ever art I made with the intention of creating an NFT. And then later this month, I'm going to upload um, into the collection called Dream Glyphics Fractals on um, Foundation. I'm going to upload 
I think three um, pieces of art and more later on, but I'm going to do those three this month. So the Dream Glyphics collection is digital art that has a unique pattern and it's made into fractals and it's a bit of movement and let me just read my description because <laughs> sometimes my mind gets lost in my feelings about the artwork and it's kind of hard to really express what it is. So right now I have written for the Dream Glyphics Fractal Collection that it is a one of one deluge of dreams. Dream glyphics are unique sacred patterns. Each dream glyph pearl represents a vortex of energy. And then in brackets, I have seed of, of existence, which holds the raw elements for birthing potentiality. Bound together only by the heart, they transverse the cosmic web and interlace with galaxies of fractals. Meditate on the symbol. When you seek what seeketh you, by default, a dream glyph pearl chooses you. So they are meant to be meditative. So is the Rosy Soulfulness collection. Basically, in other generations and other cultures, they would create mandalas and other sacred shapes. And they would meditate on them, and it was believed that that would take them to a different level of consciousness. So that's my intention with the Dream Glyphics. They're meant to be meditative pieces, but also they're meant to be taken at face value. Just art. Um, and the Dream Glyphic Pearl, that was the first image that came to me for making NFTs. Rosy Soulfulness came afterwards. So yes, the prices are affordable. Um, I don't plan to go over uh, 200 right now. And there's room for that to grow and some more. And the beautiful thing about NFTs is that you can resell them for years to come and people can continue to make, like the artist can continue to make profits. So I believe that we are meant to live in a world where every human's base needs are met. Clean water, clean air, a roof over their head, uh, people around them that love them and support them, access to quality education, access to healthcare, access to nutritious food, access to anything and everything that they need in order to sustain life. And I believe that the crypto blockchains will be able to make that a reality in about 30 years. Yes, I will be old, but that is what I feel is required of me in my lifetime. I remember being a child and seeing like all the suffering and poverty going on. I was like, why haven't we fixed this? I don't think it'll be fixed in my time, lifetime completely, but I think that we'll be able to get to a place where it's a lot better. A lot of states um, are now, and recently with the pandemic, the government they're doing more with universal basic income. And I believe that with cryptocurrencies, that will become the normal. And I am geeked to figure out and witness what happens 
with humanity's evolution where we are not caught up on our basic needs being met. So much of our time and energy goes into paying rent, eating, um, being healthy, uh, making sure we're keeping up with maybe the new technology that's coming out. But, you know, the basic needs, a roof over our head, food and water, a lot of us are still preoccupied with that day in, day out. How amazing would our civilization become if we didn't have to spend so much of our resources on those things, like our mental and emotional resources? What if we could let our imagination run wild? What if technology really could be able to take us to Mars and really establish ourselves? Like, I want to live in a world where every single human's basic needs are met and we can see what we're truly capable of. And there's beautiful equality and equity for everybody. I don't know about you, but I am bored with the incessant stuff that we see on TV. It's all stupid shit <laughs> from the past. And I'm tired of it. And it's boring. I'm tired of the wars. I'm tired of the violence. I'm tired of the anxiety, the stress, the drama. And there's also nothing interesting to really watch. I haven't really seen a great show since the OA and since eight. So we're robbing our collective consciousness of all the beautiful creative pieces of work that could be available if people were not worried about a roof, food, and water, or even their physical safety because of domestic violence. So my plan is to establish myself in the NFT communities I also do want to invest when I have the money to do so. Um, but when I'm established, I hope to then be able to consistently provide for those that are in need to the point that they're not in need. I applied to become a foster mother. I've been wanting to do that for many years. I did that last month. Um, and they, they will follow up with me very soon. And it would be great if I could become an adoptive mother and never have to worry about their schooling, their bills, and actually just have it already prepaid for them through crypto. That's what I wish my parents had done for me. <laughs> um, and that's what I want to give to them. Now, I know that sometimes the price of money is robbing someone from the true measure of their fortitude or their perseverance, meaning the power of broke, which is Damien John's book. Basically, when your back is against the wall and you're like, I'm down to my $1, it brings a different aspect, a different energy, another level of yourself to the forefront and you grow. So I am aware of some of the concerns that people have around um, universal income and robbing people of their life experience, because I do believe that it does evolve the soul going through challenges. But the way things are right now with this incess incessant poverty, these wars, 
this abuse and trauma, nine, 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 nine. I'm not going to co-create that um, on my end. Other people can, but I'm going to stick true to what I feel should be, which is all basic needs being met for humans who stay alive and then also to be happy and healthy. So I did it. I finally got this <laughs> recording done. So if you don't still get it about NFTs, please go on Twitter, go on Discord, look on YouTube. There's lots of information out there. I will do a YouTube video showing my um, NFTs pretty soon. And like I said, I will put it in the description. So please click on those, check them out. Please be aware of scams because there are a lot of scams out there. So I will put the official links in the description and I endeavor to be as transparent as possible. Oh, forgot. This was the other thing. I'm going to do another collection with Fred. He is the other person I'm working with. And I might do some more artwork with one of my, my other friend who I was talking about earlier. But anyway, as it relates to BTW, I'm an alien. We are doing the artwork for the characters. So he's finished Amara, which is in her English tongue, Amara. Um, we've done her. There's four pieces of art for her. Then we're going to do Travis Nori, who's based on um, the alternate parallel self of Trevor Noah. And then we're going to do their daughter. And that will be a collection on foundation or Zora, potentially, because as I've been told, it's good to be on different platforms. <laughs> so I'm excited about this. Oh, I want to show the art um, that Fred has done. But for right now, you can see a partial piece on Twitter if you go to scriptwriters. Well, my Twitter handle is twitter.com forward slash scriptwriter multiverse without all of the vowels. Okay. And you will see my profile pic is um, the art of the Lucivolite princess. So I'm excited. So, so, so excited because I do really want that story to be done. Um, I recently spoke to a director, writer, producer about the script. I have paid for a one-on-one -on -one session with her and it was amazing. She gave me so many nuggets of truth that really just exploded <laughs> my creativity and helped me see different parts in a different context. So I have updated that script. I want to have the artwork out there as a way to promote it. Um, and more good things coming soon. I don't want this episode to be too long. Um, so I appreciate all of those who are listening and continuing to follow my journey. I do want to work with others that are also new to the crypto because that's the other thing the Rosie Soulfulness Collection is for, connecting other newbies and onboarding them into the NFT space. So follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Foundation app if you're on there. Um, find me on the Discord under the same name. And you can find me on Instagram. Just look up Scriptwriters Multiverse. And I'll put those in the description. So those links will be there. Click on them. Bye for now.